Hi, I'm Jeff Blades. Welcome to Nation of Blades, where I share with you my best ideas on getting what you want. Welcome to episode two. And look, last week I said we would cover my system for getting what you want. And again, I'm going to kick the can down the road and pick that up at some other point. Today, I'm going to share with you a topic that is so crucial to getting what you want. It was crucial to me. It is crucial to a number of my clients. And my bet is that it will be crucial for many of you too. Let me just ask you, do you want to be happier? No, no, I'm sure you're all saying, no, I don't want to be happier. Do you want to be better? Do you want to be more focused, more productive, more efficient? What about just more present? How would it be for you to be more present with your friends, with your family, with your kids, to be more engaged, to be more absorbed in everything that you're doing, more in the moment? And are there things that you want to be getting done and you're just not getting them done? You know that they're important to you, but you just can't get yourself to do them. Do you want to blast through that resistance that holds you back from doing the things that you want to do? If your answer is yes, 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 then keep listening because we're going to cover some powerful topics today. And here's the thing. All of these things come back to the same skill. And yes, it is a skill. It is the skill that you develop from being more focused, from being more absorbed in what you're doing right now. Doing this, you're unlocking the flow state. Like an athlete in the zone, the flow state is a peak performance state. It's where you find all of your resources for peak performance. And also... It's a state for peak happiness. It's a peak state for happiness. And so the same skills that we're focused on that will allow you to crush it more in your job, to be more focused, more efficient, more effective, and to be more present with your family, to get things done. It's all the same skill. It might be really small things for you. Like one of my clients wants to simply be more engaged when he's hanging out with his kids. Or a client of mine has been struggling to sit down and write his shareholder letter, and he just can't get moving. Or it might be big things. In my case, the ideas I'm sharing with you are the ideas that I needed to develop in order to write my first book. I'm going to share with you the most advanced ideas on training yourself to be more present and to get more things done. I'm going to walk you through an exercise that I call the house of flow. Okay, so we've all been there. There's something you want to do. You want to sit down and do it or otherwise get something done. And you just can't get yourself to do it. My client has mastered this skill since college where he couldn't motivate himself to write papers or study for exams until the very last minute. He's an expert at waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Personally, I was never that way. In high school, university, my career on Wall Street, I would just crank and get stuff done. It was never a problem for me. Even in transforming my career and life, 
where I was working days on Wall Street and nights and weekends reading books, working through all of these ideas, it was very easy for me to just sit down and do it. But sitting down to write my first book, I learned just how awful and painful and debilitating this pattern can be. And of course, this is common for writers. Many writers suffer for their art, sometimes their entire lives. As wisecracking 20th century author Dorothy Parker put it, I hate to write. I love having written. Well, that wasn't good enough for me. I wanted to sit down and love writing. I wanted to be able to get it done and love doing it. Now, some people call this problem the 15-letter P word, procrastination, but I don't like that label. You'll also hear people label it as fear or anxiety or pain or overwhelm. But the best label that, that I've heard for this topic, I borrow from perhaps the best book on this topic, and that's The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. The label that he uses is resistance. Whatever it is, there is a task you want to do and you're failing to get it done. You're resisting getting it done. And you're not doing it consciously. Consciously, you want to do it. It might be as simple as cleaning up your apartment and your house, taking all that junk out of the garage and getting rid of it. Or it might be something that you know that you really want to get done, but you just can't seem to get yourself to do it. And what this is, is an internal conflict between your thinking mind and your feeling body. You're thinking you want to do it, but you just don't feel like it. So what do you do? How do you solve this? Well, you can grit your teeth and force yourself to do it. Some teachers suggest adding more pain to not getting it done. So if you're feeling the pain of not doing it, add more pain to not getting it done. But I hate that answer. Why do I want to be in pain every day doing what I love, getting done the things that I want to get done? My client has a wonderful story of how he became this way. Since college, he needed the pressure to cram. It was the pressure that got him to do his best work. Yada, yada, yada. He has some great stories, but as George Carlin said, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. This problem was so hard for me to solve that it led me to write the next book that I've written. And that's all about how do you condition your mind? How do you train your mind to be able to do the things that you want to do? I've learned from years of work on this topic that most people face resistance on every topic related to my work, setting goals, sitting down to develop a plan, taking actions that are outside of their comfort zone. It feels so hard that they avoid doing it. They make up reasons and stories like, well, when I get the time to do it, I will. They look forward and say, well, it's just a matter of being able to carve out the time to do it. And the stories sound good. They sound rational. But as I like to say, us humans are not rational creatures. We are rationalizing creatures. They're just stories. And as I said, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. The real question is this. How do you get yourself to change these feelings and get yourself to do the things that you want to do? 
I went and trained with the best people in the world. I discovered the best tools on top of reading thousands of books. But that wasn't enough for my stubborn as 1,000 mules brain. They failed for me. So I needed to build my own approach. Now, as I already said, this isn't about just good ideas. This is a skill you are mastering. As you know from my work, it's not just about sharing with you the absolute best ideas. It is about sharing with you tools and practices. You don't build muscle at the gym by knowing how to use a bench press. You could read a hundred books on lifting weights and getting on the bench press and perfecting your technique, but you don't build muscle until you get on the bench and lift. To get good at this, you must be practicing. This is the problem with our poor kids who our doctors so lovingly jack up on speed. Oh, Johnny, you can't focus at school? Here, have a pill. It's not that school is boring and you have to train yourself to get good with boredom. It is that there's something wrong with you and you need a pill. Well, Johnny will never learn to focus as long as he's taking a pill. As I said, it's all bullshit and it's bad for you. So I'm going to share with you two tools today. The first is really straightforward. And that's simply to change the task. And here's what I mean by this. Rather than struggle with the task, find a different way to do it. For instance, most of my next book I wrote while I skied 100 days at Vail Mountain this year. That's because I wrote most of it on my Sony audio recorder on the lifts, on the runs, and anywhere else where I was inspired by an idea. I changed the task. If you tell me to sit down and be creative on command, it's very hard for me. So I can sit down to write with a blank screen in front of me, and it's very hard for me to get moving. But by creating the audio recordings, by giving myself a starting point, when I sit down to write, instead of starting from a blank screen, I might have one hour, two hours worth of audio recordings to get through. And once I'm moving, it's easy from there. As they say, a rolling stone gathers no moss. And once you get moving, it's very easy to keep up that momentum. No matter what you have resistance to, whether it be going to the gym or getting started on any task, once you get moving, it's easy. Think of it this way. You're imagining going to the gym, got that feeling, you don't want to do it. You tell yourself that you should do it. You're kind of conflicted on it. And then you just start to put on your shorts, put on your socks, start to lace up your shoes. Just simply by taking those actions, you've already gotten moving. And once you're moving, it's much easier to sustain the momentum. As Pressfield writes in The War of Art, the most important thing about art is to work. Nothing else matters except sitting down every day and trying. Think about a runner again. Once you start that run for the first 10 minutes, you might feel a little bit rickety. You aren't in the rhythm, but at some point you start to feel that flow and you're moving. 
And you might run an hour, you might run two hours that way, all because you got yourself moving. So that's the first tool. Change the task. And think about that for whatever it is that you would like to be able to get done. What's just one way that you could change the task? Make it easier for you to get moving or easier for you to get it done. As I said, this is a very simple approach, but it's incredibly powerful. Try it for yourself. The second tool is more in-depth, and I'm going to walk you through this together now. I call it the house of flow because I want to live here. It is one of my continuous practices. That means all day, every day, I'm challenging myself to run this practice, to develop this skill. Here's how it works. Imagine my client sits down to write his annual letter. He says, I really should do this. That feels, ugh. Then he says, well, I really need to do this. And that feels even more, ugh. Then 10 minutes later, he hasn't done anything. So he beats himself up. That feels even worse. And at that point, he finds a distraction. Maybe he calls someone, gets on email or whatever. He finds a way to avoid doing the task. And here's the challenge. This is the skill of living. It's not whether you can become focused and absorbed in something that you love. That doesn't take any skill. The real question is, can you do something that you hate to do? This is the problem with ADHD. Put a kid in front of a video game and he will go for days without eating, sleeping or drinking a lick. But take him to school and he wants to do anything but sit in that boring classroom. When you call it a disease, you say it's not treatable. It's not a disease. It's a lack of focus. Some people put on weight faster than others, and some lose focus faster than others. It just means those people have to work at it harder. It's just a skill. It's a trainable skill. This is the good news. It's not some mystical, mysterious thing that some people magically possess. It's a skill. It's like a friend of mine who's a photographer. He can easily go into state and become completely absorbed in what he's doing when he's boxing or he's behind the camera shooting. But when he sits down at home behind his desk to rework and retouch his photography, it feels hard to him and he avoids the task. His brain knows how to get into that state. He just hasn't yet learned how to apply that to sitting behind the screen and doing his work. Now, as we go through this, if you're driving a car or doing something active, I suggest you come back to this later. And as we go through the house of flow, I would suggest just imagine, and you might do this with your eyes closed if that's practical for you, just imagine the scenario that you want to break through. What is that resistance that you want to blow through? One of my clients, I did this with him in his backyard, throwing the ball with his son. We had him imagining, I put away my phone. I stopped thinking about working. I just become absorbed in what I'm doing. 
And if you're like me or my client, and this is about writing or getting a project done, or otherwise getting a task done, you might even sit at your desk and do this exercise. So let's step into the house of flow. There are four steps. Step one, decide. Think of it this way. Any form of resistance is an inner conflict. There are two parts of you. One is saying, do it. And the other part is saying, uh, I don't really feel like doing it. And what we're really talking about here is which part of you do you follow? If you follow that part of you that's resisting the feeling, then you won't do it. If you buy into the other part that does want to do it, then you're going to try and force that out of the part of you to do it. And we all know this fails. Because the more you try and force yourself to do it, the more you build up that negative feeling in the part of you that's resisting. So what do you do? You decide. Right? You decide. For writers, I have this great book called Daily Rituals by Mason Curry, which details the creative processes of creators, writers, composers, poets, and so on. And it details the processes they use to master their craft. And even though they have many different approaches, they all have one thing in common. They add structure. They took out the choice whether to work on their craft. They decided. The problem with resistance is that you're wavering on the task. You're saying, I should do it. But you're also making up other reasons to avoid doing it. So you say, no, I've decided. I've made a choice. And that might be a small choice. For instance, from the book Daily Rituals, there's a story of one writer who would structure his time and set a clock and write in 32 and a half minute increments. That's right, 32 and a half minute increments. Making it bite-sized made it easy for him to decide and to commit to doing it. So with my client, rather than having him say, I've got to sit down and write this letter, instead... He stepped back and he said, I've made the decision to spend 30 minutes writing this letter, making it easy, making it so small that he committed to do it. Now, not to go into this topic in any depth, but this is what the brain is built to do. The conscious mind, the executive brain, is best at setting goals and directing the activities of the brain. Then, its job is to get out of the way and let the unconscious mind take over. And again, of course, once you've done 30 minutes, you'll likely want to do another 30 minutes, then an hour, and then you're close to done, so, you know, you might as well just finish it off at that point. Because you've gotten started. By making the decision, deciding, you've gotten started and you've gotten moving, and from there, there's no stopping you. Other than step two, stop thinking. Look, here's the thing. 
Just stop thinking. Whatever else you're thinking about, stop. Right? Imagine this. So you might be sitting in front of your screen or whatever that activity is for you. You've made the decision. To use the writing example, 32 and a half minutes, that's my decision. Anything that doesn't relate to what you're doing in that 32 and a half minutes, you stop. You stop thinking about everything. You do what you've decided to do. You say, this is your focus right now. And you stop thinking about everything else. Look, this might seem all good in theory, but actually, no, no, no. It's all good in practice. Literally, practice the skill of stopping your mind from wandering. Shut down distractions. Stop thinking about everything not related to what you have decided to do. Einstein had a practice where he would sit with a pen and a pad while he was reading. Every time his mind would wander, he would note the pad and he would say to himself, I will never be distracted by that again. In his lifetime, he trained himself to get to 42 minutes of uninterrupted focus. So let's practice this together now. You're imagining yourself doing this task that you really want to get done, that you've decided to get done. And now your mind wanders to one thought. Think of that thought. And now stop. Stop thinking. Okay, now just do it again. Just allow your mind to wander to another thought. Now stop. Got it? All right. Now find another thought. Just imagine yourself there. You're getting in the flow now. You've made the decision. You've gotten in the flow. And the mind starts to wander. Stop. Every thought. Every single thought. Stop. Now imagine yourself, you're in the flow. Your mind starts to think about, what are you going to do an hour from now? Stop. What are you going to do tomorrow? Stop. What happened yesterday? Stop. Oh, I'm thinking about my email. Stop. Just imagine every time your mind wanders to something, you hear my voice yelling to you, stop. And this is the practice. That's step two. Stop thinking. Step three. Kindle the state. Here's what I mean by this. So in the first two steps, you've decided to do this. In step two, you're stopping thinking about everything else. Step three. You ask yourself, what feeling do I want to have doing this now? So imagine yourself here. Decided to do the task. You know that you've stopped thinking about everything else. And what feeling do you want to have while doing this task? Remember, the strategy of resistance is all about a feeling. Some people use procrastination as a strategy because they feel like until they feel the stress, until they feel the pain, they're not motivated to take action. And it works for them. 
but it's a painful strategy. Instead, ask yourself, what feeling gets you wanting to do this? And start to build up that feeling. What does it feel like wanting to do this? Do you notice that change in language from having to do it to wanting to do it? French aviator and author Antoine de Saint-Exupéry said, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up the men to gather wood, divide the work and give orders. Instead, teach them to yearn for the vast and endless sea. So what is this feeling of wanting to do this? Is it the feeling of getting it done? Like looking back, having written? Or instead of thinking about the feeling of having to go to the gym, how do you feel afterwards? Maybe you want to pull forward the feeling of being absorbed in the process like a swimmer might hate the first few laps. But ten minutes in, she's feeling incredible. What is this feeling for you of loving being absorbed in this task? That's step three. Step four. Become absorbed. So you've decided to do this, you've stopped thinking about everything else, you've created this feeling of wanting and being absorbed in the task, and step four is you become so absorbed in the task that everything else fades away. In the definitive book on the flow state, Mahali, check Mahali, says that in effect, you're merging with the task. There's no longer a sense of you doing the task. There's just you and the task happening together. And so imagine yourself here now doing this. Really go deep into your task. If you're like my client throwing the ball with his son, you want to feel the ball. Maybe you feel the seams of the ball moving in your hand, feeling your feet in the grass, really looking at your son, seeing him, noticing the things around you, feeling yourself so absorbed in this moment. If you're typing, you've gotten so juiced up about what you're creating. And you're just feeling yourself fully immersed in this task. Feel your fingers on the keys. Become so absorbed in what you're doing that an hour, two hours, three hours, 
four hours might easily pass away. Isn't this a feeling that you would love to have all day? Wouldn't you too like to live inside the house of flow? And just imagine that now. Just move away from the task that you were imagining before and see yourself applying the same approach into other things in your life. What's one other task that you can see yourself becoming this absorbed in? And you see yourself there now. Maybe you were wavering. And then you decide... And he stopped thinking. You get yourself into that state of loving to do this. And just imagine yourself fully absorbed there now. What sort of results are you driving by being in this peak performance state? Maybe you're at work. Or you're writing, or you're working out, playing sport. What results are you driving being in this peak performance state? And what about the state of peak happiness? Just being present, being absorbed maybe with your partner or your kids or your mates, wherever you are just absorbed in this moment. How good is this feeling to you to be in this house of flow? Now remember, as I said, this is a skill. This is something you learn to master through practice. You are developing the skill of focus, of being absorbed, of being present. And when you think about it, how lucky are you that you can practice this 24-7? Right? You can practice this all the time. Because here's the thing, right? We are creatures of habit. So... While these things might not have been how you've been in the past, just by simply practicing this habit, you're training yourself to easily and always blow through this resistance and building this new habit, right? This new habit will quickly become who you are. Someone who gets done the things that you want to get done, who's more present, who's more in the moment, who's more engaged, who's more absorbed. Just imagine who you're becoming. Until next time, I wish you the best in getting what you want. I'm Jeff Blades. Thanks for tuning in to Nation of Blades. <laughs>